This is The Believer's Response with Althea Nbamidele. Welcome to our podcast, where we inspire fellow believers to live an empowered life and to walk the Christian walk victoriously. Let's chat. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. How are you? I am doing great. God, thank you, Lord. Wonderful. Wonderful. Glory to God. <laughs> we bless him. We bless him. Amen. Amen. So how was your whole, whole entire week? The entire week? It was an interesting week, actually. It was it was nice. It was nice, yes. Very insightful week. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. It's always good to have one of those um weeks where you're in some kind of thought or some kind of process of growth. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're back here again with the Believers Response yeah. Podcast with Althea and Bamidele. And we welcome you. We thank you for loyally listening we thank you for um sharing the blessing of this podcast we thank you for following us on instagram now because you know now we're expanding we're thanking you also for um just sharing with us the different things that have been blessing you from the podcast and we hope to continue to be able to be a blessing to you as you listen to the episodes to come so just hang in there stick with us so also as i mentioned we have an instagram so as we do the what's been blessing you segment which we're about to do right now Mm -hmm. we would like for you to go on the instagram follow us and also write there what was a blessing to you for the week because we want you to have a moment where you can reflect on your life reflect on the immediate It, it doesn't even have to be something from that week just what in your life or in this season of your life that's been a blessing mm. so we're gonna do that right now so you can see how it's done <laughs> and Bobby Dele what was blessing you um in this season of your life oh well I mean it's a lot of things so let's just narrow it down to this past week <laughs> it's been a lot yeah a lot of things so I'll just narrow it down to this past week first of all it's this like i said it's been an insightful week so it's this notion of um the potential that's that something has you know i've just been seeing potential 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 nice yes in the sense and um first of all i'm going to talk about your artwork so this is my sister eh? she has been drawing people get ready to stop pitching <laughs> i know she doesn't like to sell she's like i don't want to sell this I know she didn't see this coming. You didn't see this coming? I'm extremely surprised. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so, well, you just made me lose my train of thought. (laughs) So, talking about potential. So, this is my sister here. She's been drawing. And I'm just amazed. Like, I never knew this lady draws. And then didn't I tell you this? Nah, man. <laughs> you we never talked not. about this. Wow. 
<laughs> no. No. I mean, I know we were both creative. I mean, you use your hands a lot, but I didn't know you, you could draw. Like, nah, not to that level. And I know wow. it's just... Just, just still rusty. Like if you keep going, I know it's gonna be so much, much more beautiful. And what I'm seeing right now is beautiful. Like I'm sold already. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I feel humbled. This, this is a, a humble plug. Like, <laughs> <laughs> thank God. So, going back to potential, you sent me the canvases. I mean, the picture and um, the paint brush or something like that. I was like, what is this? I mean, of course I knew, but I'm like, okay what is about to happen with all these things that she sent me <laughs> and you were like yeah i'm gonna paint i'm like okay let's see so what am i seeing <laughs> potential in the sense that it was just paint brush and the canvas and you brought something out of it it was just mm-hmm. potential in the beginning and then i was thinking yes. then funny enough the reason why i said okay i'm going to talk about this today Yesterday, I was reading the Heavenly Journal because we always read the Bible every night. But there's this devotional that has been on the side of our bed that we haven't used in a long time. Funny enough, we opened to the place and I just saw sleeping houses. And I'm like, okay, we're going to read this today. So I read it to her. And when I was done, I just kept thinking about it. Like these people, when they, the story, the background story of the devotional was about uh, this family that they were about to buy a house. And um, it was an old house, very ugly, very not attractive at all. And the the child was like, how? She can't even imagine a room in this place. Like, how can I make a room out of this ugly place? But eventually, when they flipped the house, everything was beautiful. And the mom was telling the girl, like, you see, like, you couldn't imagine your house, uh, your room in this house. But see, your room is so beautiful. And this is how... God, you know, restores and changes us as well. And they ended the devotional. Yeah. So what am I saying? Potential. Potential. So I was just happy. I mean, it's just I was just intrigued by your drawings this week. Like, oh look at this. <laughs> and awesome. then I was inspired by it as well. And I started doing some new things too. Like, see, this thing was just a cloth. And I did this. I mean, I've been doing them, you know. You too, you've been drawing too. But you know, you don't know what can come out of something until you keep doing it. Mm-hmm. So, I, I had two actually, but yeah, let me just quickly throw this in before <laughs> before you say something. <laughs> throw it this in, throw song, it in. this song by Tasha Cobbs, this is a move. I've been singing this song probably from the beginning of this month. I mean, consciously, oh, it has it has been in my con- subconscious. Like, I just find myself singing this song. Even I don't even know the whole thing. And I'm like, okay, this song that I've been singing, let's just listen to it right now. I need to hear it. <laughs> so I played it and I was like, oh my God, this is the song I've been singing. And it was a blessing to me. Like, this is a move. And it says, uh, mountains are still being moved. Strongholds are still being loosed. God will believe. Because we can see it. I can't even sing it properly. The wonders are still what you do. Bodies are still being raised. Giants are still being slain. God will believe. Yes, we can see it. The wonders are still what you do. We are here for you. 
can do what you do set our hearts on you come and do what you do cuz we need a move yes we need yes move. we need a move yes. jesus so awesome that's what's been blessing me so she got a twofer <laughs> a two for one deal so actually you did like three look at you three? she stuck in see that first of all she's talking about my paintings yeah that's one secondly potential thirdly this tasha cobb song says so. the potential is so wrapped in your drawing your painting <laughs> <laughs> she she tried to wrap it in there and try to make it like <laughs> That's oh, hilarity. Thank but... God, thank God, thank God, thank God. <laughs> yes. But it was it's, it's good. Thank you for sharing. Um <laughs> and for, for for coming on board. She's like she's going to be one of my um one of my uh personal people. What do you call the pr- promotions representatives? Yes. yes. So promotion she's like sell i'm like no sell like, i'm not selling them to you but i'm just I'm gonna work on it i'm gonna perfect you know remember we were talking in the weeks before about preparation yes so have potential so we're getting our piece together I maybe mean, we're working on something here this this could be you know we have um preparation patterns potential girl yeah. let's go woo, woo, woo. I like this. I like this. I like this. <laughs> so see what God is doing, right? Yeah. So we need to move. Let's keep moving. <laughs> yes. Interestingly enough, I was gonna talk about my paintings too. But <laughs> I'm serious because I'm like, okay, what is it? But I'm, I'm like, okay, I'll talk about it later. Like once I develop myself a little bit more. It was a blessing to me um but what I want to talk about today is um I mentioned before like early in the week I think we talked about the Iron Lady of Pakistan mm. um she's called the Iron Lady of Pakistan and her life story is a tragic story but she found a way to make her life like she traded view um beauty in her life and just to do it very quickly you can google her You can look up her life story and she has a video she did TED talks she has a video um or two where she's doing a presentation in India and that's the one that actually was the clip that I saw and I was inspired by because she's there and she's talking it's like 7 minutes long so not too long and but you get the gist of everything that she's trying to say and what she's promoting and it basically she lived a life a, a stereotypical life you know in that culture which is like very similar to you know african culture as well as you know my caribbean culture too mm. where they want you to marry by a certain age right there's a lot of pressure so she was pressured she married um wrong if you know she she wasn't in a in a correct marriage and one night her and the husband were involved in a car accident mm-hmm. that was devastating he got out which is interesting in the video she'll tell you that and i think there's a little bit of venom still left in her about that uh, even though she said yeah, forgive him whatever he got out the car and left her in the car so 
she was there and the people like they felt the car flipped over he fell asleep at the wheel actually they were driving from somewhere at night you know like a, a rural on a rural road and he flipped the car because he fell asleep got out the car saved himself and some people came to get her and while they were pulling her out of the car they hurt her spine so she was i think that she said something about being separated her spine was separated mm. and um brick cage just a lot of a lot of internal and external damage to her so she was in the hospital for two years recovering from this accident and in the hospital there's three things there that um she was able to teach herself art and i wonder if that inspired me to get back into art i didn't put that together mm. or was that afterwards okay so we'll we'll look into that self-reflection <laughs> so she learned she always wanted to be an artist a painter but she never got the chance to do it because she was embarking on her life as a wife and a mom which she never you know later on she stayed in the video she never got to be a mom biologically but then she adopted a, a, a child but she taught herself for the first time after the doctors told her she would never be able to use her arms again she would never be able to walk and she would never have a child those are the three most devastating things that they told her in the hospital her arm healed and she was able to paint beautiful paintings she's also um in different art shows and things she goes around the world and she was not able to walk again except that she's going through physical therapy now and they're you know they're teaching her ways to cope she's on the wheelchair and she was not able to have a biological child but she was able to adopt so she was she faced a lot of her fears in the hospital and um that was a blessing to me because she said when she was there thinking about all these things the doctors told her that she would never be able to do again she wrote everything down that made her afraid about it and she looked at every one of those things closely and she said she just had to face her fears and overcame them so that was just a lesson to me in the sense that a lot of times when you're looking at things from the outside and you see and you know i don't want to be cliche and think and repeat the same things that people say about fear but there's one that's stuck in my mind mm. and that's the one that says fear is the false evidence appearing real so that's just an acronym for fear false evidence appearing real mm -hmm. so she had a moment like that where she faced each of these things one of her fears was divorce because how could she be in a marriage and she was um paralyzed and what could she do the doctor said she couldn't have a child she couldn't even use her arm so she ended up leaving she was the one that actually divorced her husband because um she said that you know, I mean he wasn't really taking care of her anyway but I think because of the guilt he might have felt like he needed to just stay you know and it wasn't like he was attending to her he didn't come to see her she was just there in the hospital so she just you know just let him go basically mm. so you know but that one that is one she had to face not being able to have a child she faced that later on when she adopted a child that nobody wanted and um also the fact that she was so heavily supported with her by her mom because she said her mom always told her that she can um that god has a plan for her that she was destined for something great and that's why she was here that's why she was in that situation and one of the things she said was to me that resonated was that some people 
they want to live great lives. They envision themselves living a great life. They want to be um, a notable person, but they don't want the sacrifice that comes with it. Uh huh. She's saying there that she paid the sacrifice to be where she is and she wouldn't change it because otherwise she would just be living a life of mediocrity in involved with an uncaring husband who would actually just leave her inside of a crash vehicle and save himself Hmm. so you know thank god for the support that she had at the time shout out to my own mom i know i've gone through a lot of things over the recent years you know medically um huh i said go mommy we love you i know i love her i love her so much (laughs) she is just (laughs) she's the number one fan i'm telling you like there's no one person in my entire life and I, i when she said this thing about her mom i'm like there's no one person in my entire life that has supported me like this lady nobody that will replace her and i know she wouldn't have gotten through everything this iron lady of pakistan wouldn't have gotten through everything she had gotten through without her mom being there telling her every day okay you can do this and then her siblings that would come and bring her painting and art supplies for her to start painting and doing things and she stayed on her bed which was supposed to be her deathbed for two or more years it was like two years and some months or something for her before she left the hospital how many of us can just stay there in an incubation stage of our life oh. in just the hospital and that was a lesson to me too because waiting waiting is something that's so hard to do but in waiting and as she was in the hospital she was developing her skills her artwork is beautiful she had never painted before that point so becoming a, a public speaker also all yeah. of these things developed while she was there on her supposed deathbed so- mm-hmm. our yes our well awaited i mean <laughs> awaited by us anyway we're excited <laughs> <laughs> and we hope you too we're excited for the top in this um divinely assisted series yes and this is our second episode and it's actually the part two to our last week's episode which is is god trying to tell you something so if you have not listened to that episode yet you need to rewind and go back listen to it there's a lot of um insight there that can help to open up because we're trying to do the part two of that today yes i think it's going to help you (laughs) with your understanding of um where we're trying to go because we did a whole preface of why we're even doing this uh divinely assisted series because we want to look at um patterns and how god is arranging things in his infinite and divine wisdom for our lives so it'll just kind of like put things together for you so if you haven't go back listen to it pause this you can come back to it it'll be here and catch up on that one Mm. (laughs) today we are going into the next or the part two of the divinely assisted series called our generational patterns holding you back So we looked at last week in the episode about patterns, what patterns are. I'm sure 
Um, some of you are familiar a little bit with patterns. And if we add the word generational to it, you know that we're going to be talking about family. We're going to be talking about past, um, present, future. And, you know, what is hold, what could be holding you back based on a generational pattern in your life? So, Bamidele, I actually have a question for you. I mean, I, w- I want you to go ahead and tell me what, you know, what you think about it. But afterwards, I just want you to keep this question in mind. And then, okay. yes. So, um, basically, what are generational patterns? And how significant are they? Like, is this something that we should really, as believers, be paying very close attention to? Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, well, I mean, I'm going to try and answer the question now, but I believe whatever I'll be saying will be relating to giving the answer to those questions. Um, yes. Oh. Um, generational patterns as something that we should... What was the first question again? Sorry. What are generational patterns? like? Oh, okay, okay. What is it? Like, so, because I kind of sort of said something about it. Being you, exactly. But I know like you are a spirit Coco, so... <laughs> <laughs> You're a spirit Coco, so I want you to actually tell me from like spirit Coco to... Um, <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> to, I take it. I take it. Why not? I want to be more spirit Is it? Is it like it's? Because I mean, you told me that thing. I think it's. I know. Those, uh, I remember telling you that. Yeah. I mean, that one of those like Nigerian um, <laughs> strong, staunch Christians. Okay, but it's why good. Not? Like that's the yeah. See you anyway. So I was why not? why not? Why not? Why not? I remember, in fact, just to digress a little, I remember I was in college then, and this is to just detract guys from talking to me. Like, if I see that you're not serious, like, I don't even want you to try harder. <laughs> There's no future for us. Don't even continue in this conversation. So, when they ask me, oh, so how are you? And we get to the point where I get to talk about Jesus, I'm like, I'm a strong Christian. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my friends that i said that to he has not forgotten still and he still reminds me like you remember saying that to me i'm like of course yes (laughs) so (laughs) ah yes no entrance inside this one (laughs) so yeah so just to go back to our topic general uh, generational patterns I wrote here that there are repetitions or recurrent events and situations from one generation to another. So, um, just to note, generational patterns can be positive or negative. So, it all depends on what it is. It can be positive and it can be negative. So, um, there's this um, saying in Yoruba language that... um, I'll say it in Yoruba and I'm going to say it in English. It says, Irometa Kitoshi. I hope I got it right. So in English, it means three successive generations cannot be impoverished. Mm, okay. But then we see it playing out. And in fact, uh, when I was thinking about it, I just thought about, um, you know, this caste system in India. Yes. The caste system where... Um, people are relegated to a particular class 
and it, it remains like that for life from generations to generations so for example if a person's family if they're not all the children from the, from that family forever and ever according to the caste system will continue to be farmers if they are like cleaners they continue to, in that in that profession for till for, for continuing on from generation to generation and i think that's just it's a terrible thing to it's a terrible system <laughs> to be in so when i thought about them like so yoruba people say that in essence to say this should not continue to happen you know yes. from generation to generation to happen but these things are happening so when parents usually when parents are praying for their children when they know they have suffered they have gone through something so they they say that in essence that ah, you will be different you will not go through this pain you understand what i'm saying like you will not go through this um you, this will not be your own lot something like that but these things are happening because people are not paying attention and in fact i feel like everything that has been happening today so far that i've been hearing is tying into this topic when we were listening to apostle today when uh, that that uh, uh uh pastor in church when he was preaching today he mentioned how it's so sad how americans or even the world has not learned the world yes mm-hmm. has not learned from history and i thought that yes. was a powerful sermon that it's like we're not learning as a people things and i wrote down in my notes as i was listening to him that history is very important and it ties to what you the question you asked it is so significant generational patterns there are things we need to pay attention to and it calls for our own curiosity to know what has been happening down the line how did i even yes. come about like who am i these things are necessary these questions are questions that must be, must be answered for us and i am so big on this that and it it it, it, it saddens me when people are just misbehaving when you know where you're coming from mhm i mean and that's why i get mad at myself when i know when i'm see some seeing some traces of some things that i ought to have learned from you get what i'm saying like are you kidding me you're going to continue in this line Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, and uh, I'm going to bring a point out of this that yes, our forefathers or our parents might have done some things. That is no excuse for our own failure. So, you know how parents yes, or our children would say, "It's your you, you caused it." Hello. You've been born already. So, make a decision for your own life now. Yes. So how is it going to be from my from my end from now on how is it going to be for me You make that decision I get to make that decision So yes they made mistakes they did some things that they shouldn't have done now I know the history what am I going to do about it Remember last last um the last episode we we're talking about these things are conversation starters between us and God Oh yeah. So what are you talking to God now about it? What are you saying to him now? What change do you want to make now as it pertains to you as a person? And as I say this to you guys, I'm saying it to myself. Like these things you're saying you don't like, okay, you know the patterns now. And peradventure you don't maybe we're talking to someone and you don't even know 
what the story is with your family you need to start asking some questions i remember as a child oh my god i'm sure my mom but i thank god that she gave me the answers i needed i was such a curious child i was oh, yeah. i asked everything that could be asked <laughs> and i'm happy that i asked those questions because they are helping me now and one thing i'm grateful for my mother for oh my god she did not hide anything from me if she hid anything from me i think it was just not necessary for me to know she bared everything her failures her if i excuse my word her own stupidity in the sense that the things she did not do right in this my point of saying that is what she felt like oh i was foolish in this way she told me things parents would not tell their children not to look bad you know like ah, i can't tell my child yeah. this i have to look good in front no everything so it helped me to make decisions like okay do i want to go in this line and the same thing with my dad as well somewhat like my dad didn't hide anything from told me okay this is my weakness you get what I'm saying? Like there was no yes. egocentric citizen. If that's if that's a word, correct me. Guys, fix it. He <laughs> <laughs> <It> was he <laughs> wasn't egocentric about his weakness. Yes. He told me like my dad that's one thing I like he didn't lie. So my parents helped me to like so what are you going to do about your own life? Even though they didn't say that, but I was able to make an informed decision about my life. Mhm. You see what I'm saying? So we need to in fact now if you don't know about your family or you're seeing some things and you're like why is this like this? Why is that? We need to find out so you can know understand what is going on with your own life as well. So you can make sense of some things that you're going through as well. Not to blame them, but to now know what to do with your own self. Mhm. Amen. Cuz we can you can keep doing the blame game. I've gone through that like I'll be like oh and that's why what can I do about it when it's yeah is their fault okay you have your life to run you better make a decision <laughs> yes you know I would always think ah oh, if my if my mom had married right you know I won't be in this situation this would have been it's a lie who said who said so and I mean things can play out in different forms no matter how you try to do it right in it even mm-hmm. when god is in it he will make you go through some things i mean there are thousands of possibility of how things can turn out so that's true. why we all need to yes we are we only to seek for god's mercy things can turn out in different forms and you'll be wondering and then go too far this guy in the bible let's go to him genesis chapter 2 I'm going to read from verse 16. It's about the story of Jacob. Genesis from verse repeat the verse. Repeat the verse. Oh, Genesis, yes. Genesis 29 from verse 16 I'll read to 25. Mhm. Okay. Quick, quickly. Yeah, quickly. It says now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah had weak eyes. But Rachel had a lovely figure and was beautiful. Verse 18. Jacob was in love with Rachel and said, "I'll work for you 7 years in return for your younger daughter, Rachel." Laban said, "It's better that I give her to you 
than to some other man. Stay here with me. So Jacob served seven years to get Rachel, but they seemed like only a few days to him because of his love for her. 21. Then Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife. My time is completed and I want to make love to her. So Laban brought together all the people of the place and gave a feast. Verse 23. But when evening came, he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob. And Jacob made love to her. And Laban gave his servant Zilpah to his daughter as her attendant. Verse 25. When morning came, there was Leah. So Jacob said to Laban, What is this you have done to me? I served you for Rachel, didn't I? Why have you deceived me? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So <laughs> I believe strongly that Jacob did not set out to have more than one wife. Mm-hmm. But circumstance, and I believe the generational pattern playing out probably without him paying attention to it so that he could be cautious okay mm-hmm. without him having that prior knowledge that okay this is what has been playing out in my in my ancestors past how do I take care of this mm, thank you Jesus I just saw something there now okay but let me just finish so he didn't I'm sure he didn't plan it he didn't plan that and it happened because the person he labored for was Rachel and it was given Leah. And it, I, I still wonder. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I wonder. <laughs> How did you not know? How did I mean, we could not? all give. <laughs> oh my Jesus. We could all play the scenario. And imagine, this is somebody you said you loved. And you worked for seven years to oh. gain this woman. You know, they didn't have electricity back then. And... <laughs> That was my thought. <laughs> There's no like, and the night was really the night. It was dark. Uh-uh. They, they did not oh. greet each other. <laughs> I guess not. I mean, we would have to really I mean, let's look into this. Like, what is the custom for for the wedding night? You know, for these people because uh-huh. maybe there was okay. no like customary conversation that was to be had, or <laughs> you know, and you, a lot of times sisters, even though. They, they, in a lot of the movies, they depict Leah to be this like tall, gangly, you know, this undesirable. Um, mm-hmm. And Rachel to be this small, petite, you know, curly hair and, you know, far. But sisters bear a lot of resemblance. Like, even, even if you're in <sighs> difference of height, you know, I had two sisters. So I know, like, sometimes we sound alike. Sometimes, even though my younger sister now, she's fair, I'm dark. But you know, when we were when she was a baby, she looked a lot like me as a baby. So sisters, we, they bear a lot of resemblance, and we're talking about pitch black darkness. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. And, and so, of course, Leah knew too. I mean, she knew exactly. She, I mean, she knew she didn't. The father knew there. what he was doing, and yeah. she knew she didn't belong there. So why? Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so talking about. Um, this generational pattern if if I mean we all know that Isaac only had Rebecca as his wife and I know I think I mentioned last week uh, uh, last episode as well that 
these things, these patterns may skip a generation. It doesn't mean it's still not at work. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's why we have to always pray. Yeah. So Isaac was able to scale through by not having several wives. He only had, um, of course, wait, what am I saying? But anyway. Yeah. But he only had Rebecca typically mm-hmm. as his wife. Yes. He only had Rebecca. Mm-hmm. So, but this man, look at how circumstance played out. That he had to marry both sisters. And the father, the, his uncle, knew about it. Tricked him mm-hmm. into falling into the situation. Oh yeah, family time. So, mm-hmm. Yes. So, I, I said that, I'm going to repeat it again. These patterns skip generations. But it doesn't mean it's still not there. It's not canceled. Thank God. Yes. But our own place as children of God, as people with a better covenant to the blood of Jesus, we need to fight and keep fighting to make sure that generations after us and even with us, whatever the, the situation may be, that they do not carry these things on. It's very important. It's very important. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is in your, I mean, I don't want to start spelling out some things, mm-hmm. but I think it's necessary that so that we can open our eyes to see these things. Like some people, it's insanity in their family. Oh yeah. Some people, it's marital issues. Some people, it's um, the woman that always takes the lead in the family. Mm-hmm. Some people, it's just manipulation. I mean, you can see it play out in the life of Jacob as well. Different types of manipulation. Manipulation. Even though what God has said was will always stand. But people just trying to walk their way into making things happen their way. You know? Mm-hmm. Manipulation. Some families, it could be sickness. You know? Some families, not a particular sickness, but somebody like almost all the children are always sick you know some family i mean just different things for each family crazy things that you would hear some that happens in some family some family could be incest that carries on from generation to generation mm-hmm. some it could be molest uh molest or whatever my accent molestation mm-hmm. some people it could be um i mean different things oh, that yeah. people carry on from generation to generation so we need to be attentive let's pay attention and i know this is coming out in a in a season such as this for a purpose mm-hmm. yes and even in this you know it's a you know somebody said something that if something like this like this pandemic is happening physically you can imagine what's going on in the spiritual and in wow. fact, not just imagine, it is an attestation to what is going on in the spiritual. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And come to think of it, the Spanish flu happened. And I was telling my husband when, I, when, we, when we're, li- we're listening to the sermon today that isn't it significant? 100 years, 100 years from this time, the Spanish flu was, uh, flu was what was going on. Mm-hmm. It was a pandemic at that time as well. And we still haven't learned 
what is it that is going on in your family and it's like you opened your eyes widely and you walked into it yourself when you know this is what has been happening and you could have even avoided it Mm. there's one something i always say when i was younger that if a room a room is so dirty and you refuse to clean it you can see when your hands are not broken and you are you are still living in it it's so dirty imagine how your heart that you cannot do anything about that only god can help you with how dirty can your heart be when you can't use your hand to clean the room that you can see mm-hmm. so true so god help us that we, we we need to pay attention and be you know i love it when you say something about yourself that you're very actionable to south here i love it when you say that yeah but we need we all need to be when it comes to issues like this about our lives especially when we can see and there are things that by the grace of god we can avoid let's fight let's fight to avoid it amen fight to avoid it let's fight in prayer let's fight in being cautious mm. like no you won't rest on me let's fight for our health as well you know maybe in your family life everyone your your dad your granddad or um was diabetic or um your mom had cancer or your 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 um your grandma had cancer watch out for yourself oh yeah let's watch out for ourselves you know these are things i tell myself as well if you're all you're even noting something about yourself maybe you were able to survive something as a child and there's likelihood of it coming back as an adult watch out for yourself you know when the bible says we shall not die but live to declare the goodness of the lord in the land of the living it's also talking about us being cautious we shall not die means we are i'm 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 not shadow boxing this is calculated calculated steps shadow boxing yes yeah that's what the bible says (laughs) not shadow boxing yeah Mm -hmm. like like i'm not just hitting the air no Mm -hmm. i'm being deliberate i'm being intentional about my steps you know like i i knew that the devil wanted to get me when it comes to marriage and i know he's probably still trying but i'm not gonna i'm not no devil you are not going to get me amen you will not get me in jesus name in the name of jesus yes and you too my sister through every avenue i saw i i could tell he doesn't want it marriage is the ultimate to me even though we said you know in our episode of um is marriage the end game but Mm -hmm. marriage is the ministry that i believe is at the center of spreading the gospel because so many things come out of marriage i mean when when a a a man and woman a, a believing man and woman come together and have and raise believing children those believing children go ahead and they propagate the same thing big sis so we believe as women that we're under a different form of attack than our men are and that's why we need to be conscious of these things because they're being attacked in a different way than we're being attacked but the ultimate goal is to destroy the marriage why to destroy the children why to destroy the future why oh to try to find some way you can't stop what's to come you've already lost 
So why not try to take as many people down with him before he goes down? Vigilance. We need vigilance. And to know these things, to know. Girl, let me not get started until you finish. Go ahead. (laughs) Yes, I mean, see, and I think we've mentioned this in our previous podcast, how what God wants in a marriage is that godly seed. And if you have missed it, Mm-hmm. If you missed it from the beginning, how do you bring about that godly seed? Yes, it's possible. It's possible. The thief that was with Jesus on the cross—I mean, he had his moment. He turned his life around at the end. He, oh yeah, on, no, 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 on the cross. Oh, of course, of course. I mean, thank God. Okay, for like me that I'm talking. Most times when I ask that question, I'm like, "Well, you were born out of wedlock. Look at your life." And I'm like, "Thank you, Lord. God knows how to work it out." You get what I'm saying? Yes. So, and I'm glad that I, for me to say things like this, I'm glad that I am a living example. I was born out of wedlock. So naturally or societally, I was doomed to repeating the same thing. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. But thank God for for Jesus, for the intrusion of Jesus in my life. It has made a whole lot of difference. Yeah. And a lot of things start. People don't realize that they are the genesis of certain things. Because what what hasn't taken place in your family, you're the one that's taken up with it now. And yes, that's dangerous. Yeah, that's dangerous. It's dangerous, but it can also be good. So in the sense that you're the one that's starting out in a new direction, you're not letting yeah. the generational patterns, the negative patterns hold you back. But then no. you can also be the genesis, the, the, the beginning of a negative generational pattern that's something that you need to be careful of god forbid jesus not not my children in the name of jesus and not in jesus name so amen so you know so i think um that's basically what i had um that's all you had so you should wait are you sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think like i'm just now i'm getting so like I know. Just, just let you, we, just let you say all the stuff, and then I'll come at the end and be like, "And that's the believer's response." <laughs> <laughs> nah, I know you're still gonna be, bring some no, power I mean, out of it. So there's pretty much, I think, for the most part, I I agree with most of what you're saying. Most yes. of it is what I have written down here already. So the spirit is one. I mean, Amen. the only thing, the only thing I can possibly add to it is my own personal experience when um please please yeah when it comes to these generational patterns so i mean for me i think in my innocence as a teenager i Mm. was around a lot i grew up in a community in a in a urban community i guess you you, people will call it the hood but i don't think it was that hood (laughs) compared to like we call it ghetto ghetto in nigeria really the ghetto (laughs) the well (laughs) This was kind of like somewhat sub slash suburban hood. There was some wrong side of the tracks and there was some right side of the tracks, if you could call it that. But um, I I was there and I was around a lot of people that were actually getting pregnant in high mm. school. There was people, you know, having sex in high school, getting pregnant, drinking, doing drugs, alcohol. I mean, not nothing that's dissimilar to what's going on now. Like the same things are happening now still. 
but mm. me seeing that in my innocence and knowing that I was I grew up in church going to church not that the church really um a lot of the lessons didn't enter me until I was older even though I was in church a lot of mm. it didn't come they didn't penetrate into my heart until I, I was older so I saw a lot of these things I saw people you know they had boyfriends and you know anybody was checking for me but you know mm. to god <laughs> to god be the glory they didn't check for me but um that but that was a system of preservation in itself yes <laughs> i said to myself um oh, you know i don't want to end up like that was another sis uh-huh. that was another thing for me oh, go ahead cuz i don't even want to inter- let me not interrupt <laughs> yes but you know i just pretty much said to myself I don't want to be a statistic that's what I said to myself I do not mm-hmm. want to be a statistic and people in that community people in my community at the time were all like they had young mothers they had young grandmothers you know grandmothers in their 40s mm. so you know it was something that just kept like perpetuating and I said to myself I don't want to be this this type of a a person. I don't want to be yep. the child. I don't want to be, you know, and it wasn't that, you know, I, I I was being facetious when I said nobody was checking for me, but you know, I wasn't one of the girls that was easy the happening for. girl. Yeah. Is that what it is? I wasn't the, I wasn't the happening girl. I was the the hang around girl. So <laughs> I was a little bit harder to get than the Oh the yeah. Girl. So I was just kind of like and it wasn't like intentional. I was just being myself. So I wasn't like trying to fan people off, but I guess because of what was inside of me and what God had purposed for my life, it was yes. somewhere I was going. So, I said I'm not going to be a statistic. And then when I looked to my family, not to say this was a negative, my mom had my older sister when she was 20, I think she was 20 or 21. Um, and that became my next goal after high school. I was like I'm not going to have a child so young because you know i just didn't and then you know too i was out of wedlock like how where why who what where when could i bring somebody to my house or how could i show up to my dad and be like um i'm pregnant you know <laughs> i kidding hmm. but my my older sister did and she got pregnant i think she was 23 when she when she was pregnant so that became hmm. the bar 23 became the bar and i was like okay gosh i got to make it over she was 5 years older than me Mm. I got to make it over 23. Come on Jesus, let's go. <laughs> And that was like even my prayer, my innocent prayer at the time that I would make it past that age and not have a child and not have a child out of wedlock. You know, later mm. on, you know, my sister, she did marry the father of her children. She had twins, to God be the glory. They're mm. beautiful. And you know, they were married, but at the same time I saw, you know, just the sh- the change and the limitations at that young age and i was mm. like oh no i you know, that's not what really i want to have for my life but that was what i saw a pattern developing that was just my example to say that mm. these things like you can see things as they're developing you can look yes. around be vigilant look and see like if everybody in your community and most most of the girls most of the guys they were i remember I was really surprised that one of the girls in our senior class that got pregnant by the end of the school year and I was like really you like you you she was one of the you know the bigger you are the harder they fall types and 
she was a big fish among the um the girls and i was surprised i'm like really you you know not in a judgmental way but i was just really shocked like i thought like at least she would be one of the ones to make it out of there and not mm. have and i remember seeing her baby and it was so tiny and she was so tiny too and i was just like wow uh, I just I was really surprised but <laughs> you know that was just the what was happening at that time in the in that environment so that was one of the things I purposed for myself you know that I would be able to make it to a certain level and then start having a family so I mean you can see generation um, generational patterns and a few of them you mentioned a lot of the ones that I would have talked about on the more serious aspect but there's other ones that I called um the hidden patterns that these are the ones that seem harmless you know and these are the ones that people overlook like mm. for example fear and worry oh thank you sis Let's yes go there. you're welcome fear and worry <laughs> you know these are things that are just kind of like you pass them down like if you're a worrying type of a parent you pass that on like if you look and pay attention was your parent a worrying type of a parent were your were their parents where did it come from and then why do you have worry and fear inside of you you can pass that on as some kind of contagion like a legacy of fearfulness and worrisomeness and anxiousness mm. can be passed mm. down and it can also be created look at the environment that you have around you what is sponsoring mm. worry and fear in your immediate environment So like I said previously too like I have had a lot of undiagnosed worry and fear and you don't think that it's it's occupying your life you don't think that you're operating in worry and fear because it's being masked by something else like okay I have to be really mm-hmm. productive I have to be uh-huh. I have to do this I have to do that I have to be but then really why do you have to do all those things why do you feel the need to be at the helm of every ship of every mm. you why do you need to be in the driver's seat all the time bless you sis this is so important yes another one that i think is a hidden fear a hidden pattern actually is um poor spending habits so yeah example, <laughs> not having a grasp of how you manage your money how you spend what you spend your money on how to balance your your um the debt to income this is right? good so yes these are things that can take your whole family down and this could be from maybe your, look at how your parents spend their money when they get paid mm. what do they do first are they saving a portion of it are they investing a portion of it or is it all let's go to um Macy's and we're going to go shopping and whatever is mm-hmm. left then we pay the bills I was listening to a program that really blessed me and it said that, you know, 10%, 10% you um you use, you pay your tithe, 10%. After that first 10%, the next 10% is what you saved. Save, yes. 10 10 10 10 30 50. 30 50, yes, 30 50. Yes. So the 30% then is um what you used to pay your bills depending on what your I guess your bills are. and then the rest of no. it you have to pay yourself too. Oh yeah, the 50 is the bill. Is the 50 the bill? I, I think the 30 is for spending. The 30 is for spending like whatever you have to do which is the bill. Oh no, no, no. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, I think, I think the 30, 30 is what 
the 30 percent okay. is what you keep in hand like you need this you need grocery you need that and 50 percent is the bill okay that makes more sense but because i'm like if you spend 30 percent on um just bills that's not it depends it depends on what bills we have i think 30 percent would actually work for me because i don't really have um i don't entertain a lot of bills but at mm. this moment and then whatever save but i think i do a little bit better as far as what i do put into savings like i try to slash because you know as teachers we don't get paid in the summertime so mm-hmm. my my budget is slash slash save 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 along the way mm-hmm. if i don't want to be a slave in the summer yeah so look at <clears throat> basically look at what and where your spending habits came from and then um also being slothful and lazy speak that's a hidden pattern that could be passed down like where what do you value there's a difference because i believe in maximum relaxation (laughs) (laughs) i wish i could laugh harder oh my god i surprised you you probably didn't expect me to say that i believe i did not i wholeheartedly as much as i say oh i'm getting i've been getting lazy i am such a hard worker like I can keep going and going. You get what I'm saying? Yes. But I know that I can do better. That's oh, I yes. think that's why I said and I reject that now. I, I've been saying some things that are not right about myself. Like, no, I'm not a lazy person. <laughs> that's a hidden pattern too. Misspeaking. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Speak some negative things into your life, into your future. Blood of Jesus. Into your husband, into your wife, you know. Ah, you just take forever. If you're a husband and you and you find yourself saying, "Why do you? You just take forever. Like you'll never. You're just. If you start saying that, you just, you just, or I don't understand why you, or such type of a thing, that is leading you to misspeak. And oh yeah, and and sis, oh yes, sis. And on this note as well, I feel like spouses as well have to pay attention to the family of their spouse. So if you're a wife pay attention because even your husband might not catch it or your wife might not catch it but you pay attention to their family at least what you can see or ask a few questions and start praying oh yeah i don't feel like that's a problem because we always find that um what does it say in the bible that speck in your brother's eye we always find that speck. <laughs> true uh, yeah that's Especially. what i'm saying because your spouse might not see it that's true so you may not see but your the other person can tell like uh, this is a trend in you people's family <laughs> oh yeah like i would i think i think that you need to you know but yeah i think as women too we're very good at finding these kind of things but it's all about how you <laughs> approach <laughs> it's all about how you approach i kind of feel like in my experience they've been a little bit more you know um just more allowing of certain things more accepting mm. and women on the other hand are like nope you got to fix this this has got to change mm. so it's all about how you approach and then conquer whatever this pattern is overcome yeah it. and you don't have to say so, some things out like it's not like you have to tell them oh this is what i noticed about you guys fix it no you just take it in prayer like you don't even have to mention it to the oh, person yeah. i think i'll pray and then mention it because once I pray, then I'll know I'll have some wisdom and some guidance about yes. how I'm going to approach this. Because if it's something egregious, 
You know, we're not talking about some uh-huh. we're talking about these these seemingly harmless ones. I'm not talking about mm. alcoholism. Okay, okay. I'm not talking about because alcoholism, um, battering, all of those things are serious, other serious patterns that need to be addressed in an open way. I'm talking those about, ones. Uh, sorry, sis. I don't want to glorify those ones. Oh, in the sense, they, I feel like that's more of taking responsibility on that person's part. Like you can tell me, of course, it may be that it was passed on. But if you continue on and you tell me because your father was doing it, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't, I don't agree oh, yeah. with that. <laughs> See, that's what I said needs um, professional intervention. Because mm. those are things that are, you know, they're very hard to kind of, even though all patterns are hard to break. It says it takes 21 days to form a habit. So mm. after Imagine. 20 days, that's when it's established. You can keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. And it doesn't become a full entrenched habit until after 21 days. That's what um, mm. uh, a neuroscientist, she's a Christian. Her name is yeah. Carolyn, Dr. Carolyn Leaf. And she does a lot of, um, uh, she does a lot of talks that actually support like how our human brains were developed to believe and to have faith in God as a scientist that's very powerful because a lot of times science and um faith Christianity are in opposition so she studies our brain our our chemistry uh, the way we're made up physiology and ties it into why and how we were made to believe in God so mm. her name is Dr. Carolyn Leaf and she talks about these things and one of her books is about um 21 days um to form a habit to change your habit so mm. it's 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 really good stuff so um you know just to, okay let me get back on topic then because i we need to we need to wrap this up soon so the yep, other yep. two the other two i have here are um procrastination and mm-hmm. um being unfocused like lacking focus these are things that will take you um they seem harmless but they're major hindrances what are you taking forever to do um and not being focused and we as we said we need focus to be able to even address some of these patterns mm. you know mm-hmm. we can't and procrastination to get into action and you know as i was saying about the maximum relaxation too that's one way that i use what that's part of what i use to reflect but if you're doing too much of it that it borders on to laziness then you know it says in proverbs 10:4 he become poor that dealeth with a slack hand that's slackery that's one of the things that i feel is keeping a lot of people um back they need even though i say i rest a lot a lot of my resting is meditation but it's still productive because you need time to process these things that you're learning you listen yeah. to a sermon you need to process it. You yeah, can't go so. from sermon to action. It doesn't make sense to me anyway. So you need time to process everything that you're learning. So how to break these generational patterns? You can see patterns. So now what? Now that you see that you know, now that you know that you're a procrastinator, now that you know that you're fear, that you're um operate in fear, worry, anxiety, what do you do? And I asked myself this question. I said, what is it that's going to take me from the point of where I am operating from a place of freedom? So I thought about um how we are 
we as human beings are created. This thing needs to be internalized in us, that we're created in the likeness and the image of God. It needs to be deep inside of us. And the image of God is not mediocrity. We're not mediocre. God didn't say, I created a mediocre thing. He, everything he created, he said, it is good. Yes. Right? Including us. It says, let us make, in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, let us make man in our in image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the seas and over yeah. everything else. And then in 27, it says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female. So we're not created to be less than excellent or else God wouldn't have put us in dominion over everything that lives and breathes on this earth everything else that lives in, aside from us human beings on this earth so we're not created for mediocrity or else no. we wouldn't be because uh, that's basically like saying God is a mediocre God and we say God it, is a great God he wouldn't even have created us in his image in the first place because exactly. we're a reflection of who he is and what he is exactly so now Get that in your mind. That's number Man. one. Number two, now what? Now you have to physically, like Bamidele said, you have to take steps. You have to try. You have to fight. You have to fight. Every day is a mental fight. You get up out of yeah. bed. You're fighting your thoughts, your thoughts. You're fighting the devil's thoughts. And then you're trying to find a place to where God's word, what he's trying to pour inside of you has a balance. Get it inside of your head that you need to renew your mind every single day. Sometimes multiple times a day because you'll find yourself thinking some defeatist thought and then you have to bring it back. Nope, nope, that's not what God said about me. He said, I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. Yes. So he said, I'm, 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 I'm the head and not the tail. Yes. I'm going to be a borrower instead of a lender. I'm sorry, a yes. lender instead of a borrower. So, a lender, lender. We'll be yes, a lender. Lender instead of a borrower. So as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So yes. what you think in your heart is what you're going to reproduce outside. Because what you have inside of you are a set of thoughts that then turns yes. into actions. Yes. So if you are set on a mediocre train of thought about yourself and you haven't renewed your mind, that's what you're going to produce physically. So once you identify these patterns, it, yes. it's up to you now to undertake a path of renewal and that's what you have to be on and that that verse about renewals from romans 12 is chapter 2 mm -hmm. we're advised and this is my final thought actually because i feel myself getting um ramped up to go on and on but <laughs> i'll end here with this from romans 12 chapter chapter 12 verse 2 and it says and be not conform, conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That ye, I'm reading um, King James. That ye may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Mm. So that's, that's advice for us as believers. To change, to overcome the, what the world is dictating for us to be, what our generational patterns are dictating for us to be. 
we change that every day, thought by thought, by renewing our mind. It's not, it's not going to be a walk in the park. It's never a walk in the park, but it becomes easier by the empowerment, the help of the Holy Spirit. So I pray for you, for us on this line here, Amen. that God gives us the grace to work against the empowerment and the grace to work against these negative generational patterns. Amen. And to be able to transform our mind every day, multiple, as, ma- as many times as we need to in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Jesus name. Amen. Man, I don't even know what to say. Let's just round up, guys. Um, God has been good to us. Uh, all I'll just say um, to round up is the positive ones as well. So you know the positive ones, you like the positive ones, and you feel like it's not playing out in your life. Just key yourself in. What What are those people doing? What are your parents doing that you are not doing to experience those good patterns as well? So just get to know them. And I think it's the same thing as just getting to know the story of your family. Mm-hmm. So that you can key yourself into the good ones and, you know, eject yourself out of the negative ones. So on that note, guys, let's remain in him and be victorious because that's the believer's response. Have a wonderful one and enjoy your week ahead. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.